0: We put in our first multi-species last year. It's performed really well this year. It's after it got a bag and a half of 10, 10, 20 in March and it got a bag of 21, two and a half 10 with sulfur the other day. And it all got slurry in February. That's all the nitrogen it got for the year. It's, I don't think that a grass and clover sword would outperform it on that sort of a program.
1: Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Dairy Beef 500 farmer Pat Collins from County Cork to give an update on his personal experience of his dairy calf to beef system, management on the farm at the moment, and the upcoming open day. You're very welcome, Pat. Can you give a background to the farm and your beef system?
0: Hi, Catherine. Yeah, look, um... I'm farming with my father there in East Cork in Castle um, We with a, a beef and tillage farm uh, doing mainly bull beef um, grass based and finish them indoors then obviously um, yeah. we bought about 300 calves this year and um, uh, predominantly Frisian bulls and a couple of Angus and Whiteheads and Continentals and a few Angus and Whiteheads uh, heifers.
1: And it's been a difficult few months weatherwise. How are you managing grass for grazing them at the moment?
0: Past last couple of weeks have nearly been the best few weeks for grass growth throughout the year. Um we got a bit tight there early early summer, late May, so we'd be very dry. We'd have fairly dry ground. Um we fed the we fed We kept feeding the calves then. Um, so that took the pressure off there. But since then, grass has been really flying. Um all our grass ground got its last round of fertilizer this week. It got twenty units across the board. Um, yeah, and we took out a couple of paddocks there two weeks ago just that hadn't been tidied up throughout the year, and um we'll be starting building now for the rest of the year.
1: And you have a mix of traditional permanent pasture and multi-species swords and some red clover swords. In relation to the red clover, how has that been managed over the year, Pat?
0: started growing red clover about uh, four years ago. I think our first ward is in year four now. Um, so it gets uh, fertiliser in February, usually, um, if the ground conditions allow it. You have to tread fairly softly on the red clover ground Um and it gets about 2,000 gallons of slurry. It'll be cut then the first week of May. Uh, it'll probably get either a bag and a half of 7.30 or another 2,000 gallons. And it'll be cut sort of every six weeks. Then it'll be being cut for the fourth time um, probably next week, I'd say. And that'll be its last cut for the year then. And we won't do anything with it then for the rest of the year. Most of our red clover, where we have red clover, are certain places that aren't suitable for grazing. So that's why it is. We have one sward that has red clover and grass that we cut last week, um, for the last time, and that will be grazed later on into the year. Uh, so they're all on a zero, they're all on a zero chemical nitrogen um program for the year and. The last couple of years they have average the average yield is about thirteen tonne of dry matter to the hectare of real high quality, high protein silage.
1: What stock will you be feeding that to this winter, patch?
0: Everything really. Uh our aim this year is to have enough red clo- red clover silage to replace bought in uh protein. So our this year everything we're feeding to the cattle is grown on the farm. We're not buying in anything. Uh, we're feeding the finishing bulls now at the moment, and um, it'll go on to when it, when the wanings come in, they'll get it as well. Um, we mix it with either maize silage or grass silage, so we only feed enough of that that we need to bring the protein levels up.
1: And the bulls that you've finishing on the farm, what stage are they at, or how are they currently being managed?
0: Um, well, the 60% of them came in about five weeks ago. They're up on full steam now. They're going well, I suppose. There'll be a draw from there maybe in a month's time. And the other 60-40% of them came in this week, so they're on the start to diet now. Um, they'll be built up over the ne- space of next month, and I suppose they will be we'd be hoping to have all them gone by the end of November, and the sheds will be filled up with winnings then again
1: what's the starter diet like that you're starting those bulls on now coming in?
0: This one is uh, red clover silage, maize, barley and um, beet mixed with soy hulls that we would have ensiled last spring. Uh, we do it every year um, just to reduce our, our feed bill over the summer when we're feeding bulls and just to reduce the volatility. We're not going out onto the open market having to buy um, a high energy feed, so...
1: And from bulls that you've finished previously, how do you expect these to finish?
0: Uh, look, our our bulls in general always tend to average about the 300 kilos. They'd be up or down. They'd, they'd probably be from 270 to 350. I, I'd imagine these will probably be on target again. Um, may even be slightly ahead. I suppose the bulls that came in this week would have been the lighter bulls. And they're after getting probably an extra three or four weeks of grass over what they would usually. So we weighed them when they we weighed them there the other day when we bought them in, and they were averaging uh four seventy eight. So that would be we'd be always aiming for about four fifty bringing them in. So look, hopefully they'll be that little bit heavier. Um, when we kill them in November, the, they will be a little bit older, but hopefully they'll be a bit heavier.
1: That's great. And the calves that you purchased, you mentioned there earlier the 300 calves, how will they be managed and how will they be managed over the coming weeks?
0: Look, we rear them there. um Keep them on ration. As I said, we kept them on ration this year until late June, until grass quality improved. I suppose coming out of the drought, it was uh, very stemmy, so the quality wasn't in. So we kept them on ration. Um, I think it's after standing to them. They got a rapid dose for worms and parasites in late May. And they got a mineral bolus when they came off ration uh the start of July. They're all just on grass now. They're running in groups of about 65. Um, and they'll probably stay on grass only. Look, we do grass measuring every week, so we'll see where our covers are at, whether once we have enough grass ahead of them and once I'm happy where the average farm covers are I leave them on grass because they did probably get a month extra this year at the start of the summer than they would normally due to the drought so I'll look just to try and recoup a bit of that cost um, if I'm happy with how they're doing and we have enough grass we'll put off putting in the feed maybe for an extra week or two but look if, if grass goes watery and we're not happy with how they're doing we will go in with a maybe a touch of straight barley or something there for a few weeks before we put them on a kilo of nuts.
1: And you have a mix of multi-species paddocks on the farm as well. How are you finding the management of them and performance of the swords this year?
0: Yeah, good. We put in our first multi-species last year, um, last August, after barley. Um, it's performed really well this year. It's after it got a bag and a half of 10, 10, 20 in March and it got a bag of 21, two and a half, ten 10 with sulfur the other day and it all got slurry in February. Um, that's all the nitrogen it got for the year. It's, at the moment, it's at about 10 ton. It'll probably reach about 13.5, 14 ton. Probably not the heights maybe that you would see out of uh, fresh reseed grass and clover, but it hasn't got any nitrogen. So I think... Or, or, with the exception of um, give or take 30 units um, I don't think that a grass and clover sward would outperform it on that sort of a programme um, we're really happy with them we're only in year one so look there's a long road to know exactly how good or bad they are we put in and we put in another 15 acres of them this year they'll be ready for grazing late in the autumn um at the moment we're really happy with them. I suppose we a lot of our reseeding tends to be done from tillage ground going into grass. We rotate our grass around, so we don't have a massive um weed burden typically in our reseeds. So that's one thing. And I suppose the mixes we're using are sort of a mix we came up with ourselves. They're a lower percentage of herbs and a higher percentage of grass and clover. Um and we, which we feel works well for us. um, I suppose if you do give it that kicking in the spring and the autumn, the ryegrass is there to take advantage of it. And the herbs and uh, the clovers go really well during the summer. So it's a sort of an all year round mix is what we're aiming for. We love how low maintenance it is. A lot of them paddocks didn't have a tractor in them from March until I went in to put out fertilizer again the other day um just keep rotating you can we don't mind going into covers of 1700 on them whereas we wouldn't go into covers of 1700 and your typical grass and clover swords midsummer these they just uh, being on a low nitrogen program the cleanouts are unbelievable so yeah look in short we're really happy with them but a word of caution we're only in year one so look we'll have to see how they go over the next few years but at the moment we're the majority of our receding is going to be done in multi-species
1: and uh, what receding methods are you using on the farm
0: if we can avoid it we like to avoid ploughing this year now we power harrowed it twice um, and s- sowed it with a big salvahara harrow we have and uh, we'll roll it twice um. If we can avoid it, we we don't plow. Um, but we've looked at direct drilling, but I'm just not fully convinced that it um, with grass that it really works. I think you need you need everything 100 percent right, and if you have that, it definitely can work. But I think ground conditions, weather, grass cover. Um, Horse, sowing grazing and things all really need to be bang on. So I think if you're not going to get them bang on, uh, a tickle take some, some bit of cultivation will be good.
1: And you're hosting an open day on the 12th of September. What can farmers expect to see?
0: Look, there'll be a good overview of all of what's going on on the farm. Um, I suppose mainly on the bee side of it. There's going to be a forum A live forum with a number of um, industry representatives there and they're going to be discussing all the topics facing beef farming at the moment so that should be interesting Um, and uh, yeah look we'll have a look at the bulls uh, we'll have a look at the cats have a look around the yard and uh, I suppose the infrastructure there and the grazing blocks and things so um, look I think it should be a good day and hopefully there'll be a good turnout and everyone will get something and everyone's welcome
1: and on the live panel pat you will be discussing your experiences of the dairy beef system and there will be a representative from the meat processors to provide information on the market spec chris daly from icbf will discuss the commercial beef value martin kavanagh from munster bovine will discuss animal health issues and Lawrence Chalou from chagas will give his views on the future of the dairy industry and the outlook and options for dairy beef calves in the future and this forum will be shared by Doreen Carradon from Munster Bovine. So that's Tuesday, the 12th of September, starting at 5pm. Thanks very much, Pat. It sounds like a great event.
0: No problem. Looking forward to it.
1: That's all for this week's episode. My thanks to Pat for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for further updates. Until next time, I'm Kat Egan, and thanks for listening.